Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Misechtas Shabbos Perech of Gimel, Mishnah Gimel and Mishnah Dalit. But first we're going to take a quick stop in Yeshayahu Perech Nunches uh, Pasek. Yud Gimel. In Tashi be Shabbos Raglecha, O says Chefsacha be Yom Kochi, the Kars Lashabbos Onik, Lakodash Hashem, Mechuba Vikibadato, Mnasas Derechacha, Mimotis Chefsacha, Dabar Davar. A Pasek, which some say, in fact, in the beginning of their Kiddush. If you refrain from trampling the Shabbos, from pursuing your affairs on my holy day, if you call the Shabbos a delight, notice Onik Shabbos. The, whole, the Lord's holy day honored, covered Shabbos. And if you honor and, and go not on your ways, not, nor look in your affairs, nor Speak, speaks, you speak about things. This Pasuk in Yeshayahu, which there's a lot of debate about it, what its uh, status is in terms of the Arisa, the Vrei Kabbalah, um, or just is it rabbinic? But we'll leave that for another discussion. And this verse in Yeshayahu is the source for a lot of the, uh, the laws that pertain to the avira of Shabbos, the atmosphere of Shabbos. And these and in this possibly we talk about Onik Shabbos, the the command to have delight in Shabbos, Kavod Shabbos, to Mikhabit Shabbos, to dress nicely for Shabbos, to to uh, take a bath and or shower before Shabbos, to set the table for Shabbos, etc. Also are the prohibitions in terms of what we're allowed to speak about on Shabbos. For Dabar Dover, which is going to be a source coming from this Mishnah, is you're not allowed to speak about Shabbos the Divri Chol, things for the weekday, things pertaining to the weekday, such as your business affairs, or read things that pertain to the weekday. And Mimotze Chevzecha, we're not allowed to engage in things that are weekday activities. So that all comes from this pasuk, and now let's see what how we're going to uh, uh, it's going to play out in this mishnah. Says our mishnah as follows: Lo yishkar adam polim b'shabbos. A person may not hire workers on Shabbos to work from after Shabbos. Why? Because that is part of davar davar. Again, you're not allowed to do things that are speak about prohibited matters. You cannot speak about business affairs, make financial calculations, or plan or or, or plan to perform a Shabbos activity that is prohibited to be, do, be done on Shabbos ex- itself. Uh, interesting story, or fun story, Rabbi Sibolovsky said that he taught this halacha in Stern one year about the, you're not allowed to say, for instance, after Shabbos we're going to drive to the pizza shop because you're not allowed to drive on Shabbos. So he said that a girl came to him, one of the Stern girls came to him uh, the next week and said, Rabbi, let me tell you what happened in my house. So on Shabbos, Friday night, my parents are talking about, so after Shabbos we're going to go drive to the pizza store. And I said I said to them, uh, my dear parents, we learned this week with Rabbi Sabolowski, you're not allowed to say that. You can't say, I'm going to drive after Shabbos. You have to say, I'm going to walk. Say it in a permissible way. Okay. Comes Shabbos lunch. My parents said, this week, you know, we're going to drive to uh, the park. And I said, uh, my dear parents, just a quick reminder. Rabbi Sabolowski taught us the importance of Dabar Dover, that our speech on Shabbos should be different than the speech during the week. And therefore, we're not allowed to speak in a way of which is prohib- about prohibited things on Shabbos. Don't say you're going to Drive to the park, say you're going to walk to the park. Okay. She goes, come to Shalashudas, and the, the, she says, my parents said, oh, and you know, on, on Wednesday this week, we have to go and drive to the, uh, to, to the river. To, and they, I said, my, my dear parents, I, 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 as I learned this week with Rabbi Sebelazaki, Dabra Dover, you're not supposed to say you're going to drive to the river, you have to say you're going to walk to the river. At which point the parents looked at this girl and said, my dear daughter, I would say you're driving me crazy. You'd probably tell me, Rabbi Sibolovsky says on Shabbos, you have to say, you're walking me crazy. Okay. You can't, you can't hire workers on Shabbos. You can't tell a friend to hire workers for you on Shabbos. Again, because those things are prohibited to be done on Shabbos. So you can't talk about it on Shabbos.
Next thing is, there's a concept called a Tuchum Shabbos. Tuchum Shabbos is, and we'll discuss this a lot more in our next Masech, the Mir Tashem, that a person's residence is determined by their home and then 2,000 Amos, which is roughly, we'll say about 4,000 feet, going in each direction from that home. Barring that, they're not allowed to go beyond the 2,000 Amos unless they have, excuse me, barring the fact they have some sort of Erev, which we'll discuss, or as we'll see, there may be other mitigating circumstances. But for now, we're assuming a person is not allowed to go beyond 2,000 amos from their home. So, if that's true, a person can either for the same reason, a person cannot go up to the Tchum Shabbos. Let's say a person knows that immediately after Shabbos they have to begin work. So, what they're going to do is as follows walk to the edge of the 2,000 uh, Amos boundaries and wait there so that the minute Shabbos is over they can say Baruch ben walk over the Tchum and go and hire workers for to, to harvest their fields or for themselves to go and to uh, harvest produce so that is not allowed why because you're not allowed to go to the edge of the Tchum in order to wait there and to prepare essentially you're preparing for Shabbos to be over and this comes falls under the rubric of pursuing your affairs you're, what you're doing here is you're pursuing your own affairs on Shabbos you're going out of your way walking to the edge of the 2000 uh, Amos boundary in order to immediately traverse it the second Shabbos is over however one is allowed to go and wait by the boundary until nightfall in order to guard your property after Shabbos. Why? Because guarding property, standing as a night watchman, there's no Shabbos, there's no prohibition on Shabbos, for, for, on Shabbos to do that. You're allowed to guard your property. So for that matter, you can also walk to the edge of your tchum in order for the fact, in order to walk over your tchum the second Shabbos is over to do a Shabbos permitted activity, which is watching your boundary, or to bring fruit, which are out of your tchum, not to harvest fruit, but to bring fruit back home. So again, the distinction is you're not allowed to do, go to the edge of Tchum and wait there in order to prepare for Shabbos to be over to do a Iser, Malacha, because that falls under Remote Tchavsa, pursuing your own affairs in Shabbos. But you could go to the edge of Tchum to wait there in order to in order to do a permitted Malacha on Shabbos, or what would be permitted if it were still Shabbos. Klal Omer Abishol comes along with Abishol and says, Anything I'm permitted to do on Shabbos, I mean, I'm permitted to discuss on Shabbos, I'm permitted to wait on, my, on the Tchum on Shabbos. Meaning to say, what he essentially is, there are certain things you're allowed to talk about on Shabbos, and therefore, you're allowed to wait at the edge of Tchum on Shabbos. Moreover, there's certain even malachas you're allowed to talk about on Shabbos. Let's say it involves a mitzvah, which will be the subject of the next, of the next Mishnah, such as you're allowed to go and talk about building a coffin or acquiring shrouds for a mace, etc. So then you're allowed to go and wait at the edge of, uh, edge of your Tchum in order to acquire a coffin or the shrouds or whatever other mitzvah purpose you may be doing. You're allowed to go and wait at the edge of the Tchum um, on Shabbos in order to go after Shabbos and do these mitzvah to do these mitzvah activities. So let's give some examples. Let's say a person is getting married on Sunday morning, and the only way to get whatever the kala needs, the bride needs, is if you go and wait at the edge of the tchum uh, for the second Shabbos ends, then you can go and acquire it. So one's allowed to do so. Why is this true? Didn't we just say a moment ago, you're not allowed to pursue your, pursue your own affairs, and that included within that is not waiting on the edge of your tchum in order to Go over the Tchum, the second Shabbos is over. So the answer is that you're not allowed to choose Chevsecha, your affairs. Shemayim, but of the affairs of heaven, one is allowed to engage in. And therefore, 
of the affairs of heaven, such as helping Achnas's kala, the great mitzvah of helping a kala. Or doing what you need in order to attend to a deceased person, such as bringing a coffin or burial shrouds. These things are for a mitzvah purpose, and therefore one can go up to the Tachum towards the end of Shabbos, wait at the edge of your 2,000 Amos boundary in order to go over it to acquire these items the moment Shabbos is over. Okay, lastly, we're going to discuss an uh, area where a, Jew, a non-Jew does a malacha for a Jew, and when, when is the Jew allowed to benefit from it? Let's say a non-Jew brings flutes. Why would they have flutes? The flutes were used at the funeral procession in order to create a somber ambiance. So if a non-Jew brings flutes on Shabbos from outside the Tchum, a non-Jew is not allowed to use them on after Shabbos. Why? Because they're acquired on Shabbos. The Malach was done with them on Shabbos. They're brought from outside the Tchum on Shabbos. Therefore, therefore, after Shabbos, the Jew is not allowed to use them until, until Elam came Bob and Karov, unless they came from a place that was within the Tchum. When we say you're not allowed to use it, we don't mean indefinitely, but we mean you have to wait Kadesh Yasu, the amount of time that it would take for the Malacha to be performed after Shabbos. Meaning, if the, if it took the, the non-Jew an hour to bring it from 3,000 Amos away, so then you have to wait an hour in order to use these items. This is very relevant when it comes to, let's say, packages. You get a package from UPS, and you know there's no mooks inside, but because it comes from, from outside the Tchum, that's why you're not allowed to open it on Shabbos, which opens an interesting discussion, which I do not want to get into now. I'm not going to paskin, but let's say you live somewhere. Like, I believe when I lived in Skokie, Amazon had a massive warehouse on the corner of... Um, of Howard and right off, off McCormick, and that was within the Tchum, which means that when the package came, it was, as our Mishnah said, it was Bowie Muck and Karov. It came from a nearby place. So perhaps there, there would be room to say that if your Amazon package comes to you on Yom Dov, um, then, or Shabbos, there may be distinction there as well, so then there would be room to allow to open it, assuming you know it's not Muksa, because it's coming from a Makam Karov. But I'm not going to get into that discussion now, but that's just something to think about. Also, Arden Vacharufu Lokever. If a non-Jew makes a coffin for an, for another non-Jew, or dug a grave for another non-Jew on Shabbos, Yaakov Yisrael, the Jew is allowed to use it immediately after Shabbos because the work was not done for the Jew. But if it was done for a uh, a Jew, so then the not, the, as in the non-Jew does work for a Jew, then the Jew is not allowed to use it. And the Mishnah says Olam is forever. And what's the reason forever? So it's actually the same reason for the flute. It's that a grave is very public. And the event that the flute was brought in a very public way, so we'd also prohibit it to be, brought, to, to, to be used forever. Same thing with the uh, coffin. But if it wasn't done in a public way, so then people aren't going to see it. It doesn't attract the public attention. So then it will be permitted after Kadesh Yasu, which may also be a mitigating factor in our Amazon discussion. I wish you all a wonderful day.